Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Described as an intuitive, playful and empowering tantric creatrix, Sersha Seraphim uses her extensive training in a myriad of modalities working with humour and without judgement to help women rediscover their inner goddess, embrace their full potential and boldly shine their light. Hi Sersha, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi Leanne, thank you so much. You're very welcome and I'm really excited today about talking about the importance of being in your body. But first, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Oh, that's always one of those long and twisted stories, right? <laughs> right? You kind of, I started here, I'm here, and I don't know where we'll end up. Um, I think the short end of the stick is I started um, doing professionally working in, on body work. So doing a lot of uh, deep tissue mus- um, muscle work with, with women and men. And what I recognized a lot of times is we have a lot of trapped trauma in the body and it it holds and it locks. And so I'm also really lucky that I'm gifted with sort of that sixth sense. So when I would be able to touch a body, I could literally pick up what the trauma was and we were able to work through it. What I found after like many years of doing sort of that intense deep tissue work was we weren't quite getting to the root of why we could remove it. It would just kind of repeat back in, back in, back in. And so I started my journey of like, how do we actually help you heal? Like, how do we get you to embrace and move on? Because it's a pattern that's stuck in the body, as we know. And patterns are beautiful things when they work for us, but they're not so great when they don't work for us. And so I really wanted to help us move through all of that stuff. And a big pattern that I found, especially for women, was around our sexuality. So that was an area that got really heavily stuck in the body around the genitalia and around the hips. And so that's where I really started to do my processes and my works is like, how do I support us through moving through these traumas that are trapped here? So I, you know, did the whole searching the googly web to be like, okay, how do I find this? And I stumbled upon Tantra and, uh, so Tantra is a beautiful practice and it's a many twisted, huge world of endeavors out there. But what I liked about it was it was very holistic. If you find the right practitioner, let me say that you got to find the right practitioner or right teachers. And it was one of the places that I found that safely helped women work with their sexuality in a sort of a, really, it was safety. And that's what really clicked with me was the safety issue. And so then I started to sort of wander down the path because what what the repeat pattern was is our lack of safety, right? Trauma is about our lack of safety. And what happened as I journeyed even deeper is I noticed that that's what was missing for most people is I don't feel safe in my body. And so when we were able to sort of work through those processes with our sexuality, with the trauma and the muscles and start to recognize our bodies as a safe place, 
you released stuff so quickly. You just kind of were able to breathe into it and release it. We didn't have to hold on to a pattern because you were safe. And then what happens from there is we go into this process of if my body and me are safe, then the world is safe. Then I get to be confident and then I can make proper decisions for myself. And then these catchphrase words that we like, like authenticity and integrity, we can live in these words and understand them because I'm safe. And that's really what it came down to is really understanding how to be safe in our body. So for me, it was that journey of being able to go hands-on and then deal with people's sexuality and then go, oh, here's the click. We just want to be safe. It's definitely something that comes up a lot, I think, when people feel that trauma. And I talk to a lot of different coaches and people in that sort of area about trauma that people don't feel safe. Are you talking like, I mean, I know I think it's importance of being in your body. Is it like physically or is it physically and mentally as well? For me, um, because most of my background is in the sort of the spiritual realm, like that's where most of my training comes from. It's it's physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. If we don't kind of tap into the safety of all of those, we're not really safe. And understanding too that fear is our friend. Like safety doesn't mean I remove all of the obstacles and then I can just sit on top of a mountain and arm. It, it means that when something sort of terrifying comes up, I have the tools and I can trust myself to be able to handle that. And that's what safety is really about, right? And so sometimes it's a mental thing that comes up and sometimes it's a physical issue that's representing a mental and it can be a spiritual aspect too, which a lot of people sort of shy away from is, is talking about our spirituality, but a lot of the traumas we incur are from our spiritual practices that have been sort of foisted upon us in one way or another. Yeah, that is so true, isn't it? It's yeah. a lot of different areas. It doesn't have to be like people also have the physical trauma but it's also affecting them in so many other ways isn't it it's not Mm -hmm. just that physical and as you say it can be a spiritual trauma and that will show out physically doesn't it absolutely the body's um the body's kind of like our physical representation in this realm of what's going on sort of mentally spiritually and physically like it's all i like it it's a beautiful ecosystem that gets sort of off whacked by how we live. And and it can be, you know, a trauma of someone saying something very sort of innocuous when you were a small child that they thought was, but as a child, it really triggered you and shocked you. And so then that pattern plays out. And the longer that pattern plays out, then it starts to sort of root into the body. And then the body starts to completely vibrate at that pattern because your body's that vibrational energy. And so it's going to vibrate that pattern out into the world and then bring that pattern back to you. And that's why you're like, why do I keep repeating this shit? It's, it's, it's stuck. And so when I can get in my body, I can go and ask my body questions about what's going on here and trust the response that comes back. It's, it's really a powerful tool to be in your body and be like, all right, me, why do you keep repeating this pattern with me? And we can have a conversation and it can be like, you just need to take a nap, please. And you're repeating your parents' pattern of not resting. And so this is the only way I know how to sit you down. So when you're saying 
you know, being in your body? Is that bringing to awareness what's actually going on for you? Because quite often we'll we'll go on this bit of a, it's like a hamster wheel doing the same things over and over and we try to stick our head in the sand and go, I don't want to know about this sort of stuff. But bringing it to awareness is actually realising, well, maybe this back pain is not just back pain. There's something else that's more that's coming out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Awareness is key to everything, right? Like it's, um, and how aware you are at the moment is, is perfect. And then we can build our awareness. So it's not, it's, it's a skill. Awareness is a skill set. So we can get better with our awareness as we, as we go, but an awareness requires us to pause. And that's the hard thing for our cultures mm. is this stop and pause. It's something that people, you know, have gone into this whole, I don't know, they, they seem to think it's a great thing to be busy, isn't it? We're so mm-hmm. busy doing this. We're busy doing things for our kids. We're busy doing stuff for everyone else. But to actually pause and do it for yourself, that's what we're not sort of, you know, allowing people to do. And that's what I'm feeling a lot of the different traumas, like even, you know, the mental health issues that are coming out now in these challenging times is because we, we've only just started to pause and realise there's so much more going on with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that breath, that that breathing. Mm. I mean, we kind of I don't know about about you guys. We're, we've got a similar culture coming from sort of a sim- similar history, but um, we wear that sort of badge of honor with busyness. Like I look at my friends who are like, "Oh, I'm busy doing this and I'm busy doing that," and I'm like, "No, that's just not <laughs> not working for." And then you know, I witnessed my my mother kill herself literally because of the the lies of overworking like she just couldn't do it anymore and I witnessed my grandmother do the same and I'm witnessing friends who are just running themselves into the ground and women also don't understand how profoundly powerful our personal body ecosystems are because we're not taught about it like we have really fine-tuned powerful ecosystems our body and we are taught that they're they're not like a man's, they're lesser than. And it's actually, we're far more complicated. So we ignore half of it. it. You know, if we're lucky, we only ignore half of it. But most are not even, most are still, most of us are still sort of living in the head without even understanding that your womb space is a powerful generator of energy and force. But she's also a huge connective place. And she's this huge place of of being able to clean and cleanse your energy. But that also means she takes on a crap load for you and holds a lot of trauma for us. So then we don't understand our cyclical nature because we live in a very linear culture. Mm. And so when, when women can start to be like, oh, I need to understand that I do need periods of rest and I do need periods of high activity, we start to balance ourselves much more. And that's, again, we don't understand that till we kind of sit in our body with, with that beautifulness. Yeah, because I've seen a sort of um, a lot of, I don't know, there's different types of coaching that's coming out now too. And I've seen period coaches come out because they're starting to realize, and women are starting to realize that, you know, they yeah. know there is that cycle because sometimes I'm going to feel as though I have to hibernate. Sometimes I feel I'm going to have all this energy, but it's looking after yourself so you're not going flat out at the one speed all the time, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's allowing us that space again. Um, we we've we've lost lots of that information from generations back and then denial and shame of being a woman and all sorts of things so yeah it's so exciting to see that stuff coming coming out for us to look at yeah it's wonderful 
So when you're seeing women come to you and what are they actually turning up with? What sort of symptoms are they? they, Is it like the mental health issues or is it physical issues? What are they coming with? Usually it's, it's definitely a combination. It's the the physical or the mental, right? Like I'm overworked. I don't know how to rest. I don't know how to pause. Um, I want to marry, I, you know, I want to murder my children and my husband or, or I feel a big one for me that I find is I feel purposeless. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't, I know there's something deeper and a deeper meaning, but I can't access it. And that's, that's like a big question for a lot of us is like, what's my purpose? There has to be more to life than getting up and feeding my children. And these are all beautiful things to be doing. But for a lot of women, there's a deeper process that we want to be working through. That's our gift. I mean, that's the the spiritual prowess we're kind of born naturally in as women is to be like, I'm here to create what is it I'm creating. And then, yeah, it's the physical ailments of like, there's a repeated issue that the doctors can't access, or there's a, you know, they're giving me all of these medications. It's not helping. What can we do to, to sort of move into a deeper process? We sort of found that, um, well, I do, uh, especially because I'm working with a lot of women 40 plus, that Uh when you reach that certain age, you are asking those questions. Like, as you said, it's about your purpose. It's starting to think, well, I don't have to do things for everybody else, like your family, your kids. And that yes, it is a wonderful thing. We're just taught that it's really selfish, isn't it, to, to do things for ourselves. And I'm finding these women who are hitting 40 are asking these questions but are still struggling with the, the fact that they can do things for themselves and learn about themselves and actually live that life that's actually so much more fun because it uh-huh. is really heavy. Have you noticed that it's really heavy for them? And I'd just love to bring that lightness mm-hmm. into it and say you can have a nice, light, beautiful, joyful life. And we're yearning for that. Like, I think that's, that's the beauty of being a woman is we naturally want to bring light. And so living in sort of the compressed patriarchal controlling thing that we have been for thousands of years, we're waking up, we're evolving and, and allowing this to come present, but we got to push through those boundaries kind of thing. It's really cool too, because I like, I'm, I'm in my forties and this is like, for me, the most exciting part of my life. Like I was, I'm really lucky that I didn't get bombarded with the the lie of getting older means your life is over. Mm. I loved women who were in their sixties and seventies. And so I spent my whole childhood, like just counting the years to get there. I know I'm off by a few still, but so I really loved the process and still do love the process of getting older. But we do have this taught lesson that as soon as you get older, you're done. You know, you just curl up and die and you've served your purpose, whatever it was. And we're like, my purpose is only coming to life now in my life. And there's a really sort of spiritual reason why women, when they, we hit our forties, we hit this magical thing called the enchantress period. So I don't know if you've ever heard about sort of the phases of a woman's life. So I think most people know the maiden, mother, and crone. We're not really ever taught about the enchantress. And she's this quiet little mistress of magic that's edging out of motherhood and not quite at the crone. So it's kind of the, the peak of power. Our body's at the peak of perfection where we can still move really fast. And our brain is like totally lit. We've let go of 
the illusion of needing to take care of these children or we've given them enough that they're like, here you go, kind of thing into the world. And at that point is when women anciently would step into the community and take over. Because we know at this point what the community needs to make sure that it's sustainable for the future. But we also still have our skill set of how to speak and how to engage. And we have this extra bonus of being like at the point where we're like, I know who to tell the fuck off, how to get there and why. And you'll listen to me. And so this, this, this enchantress phase is a phase that we don't know a lot about. We're just starting to figure it out to be like, oh, this is when I, I can change the world. And my purpose really, like my personal purpose is really born into the world. So we've had sort of our maiden is our playful, which most of the culture likes because it's very naive and innocent and sweet and all that goodness. And the mothers like dug in and take care of and feed and make sure we're all fed. And then we have the crone, which is sort of sits and holds the baby and at the end of the journey and just passes on the wisdom. But the enchantress, she's the one that changes the fucking world. So (laughs) she's also historically the age that where most of the witch burning was done. So that's why we've lost a lot of wisdom is because we kind of murdered a lot of that. So historically it was women that were in that enchantress phase that they went and burnt. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, as you say, I have heard of the crone and the maiden and the mother, but you don't hear much about the enchantress. Cause I mean, I know what I'm thinking of women and I, I did it myself was I feel like the forties plus is a waking up is you feel more alive because you're actually feeling yourself and what you want to do. And that's where I'm trying to wake up women and saying, hey, you can live. You can live that life of adventure, variety, whatever it is that you want to do. So it's a waking up period. And a lot more women, I think, are looking for their purpose. Yeah. They don't think think of it as much when they're younger because they're busy. Their purpose seems to be having family and, you know, doing what they have to do. Like society says you have to get married and, have kids and get the house and go on the career path, that type of thing. They're following yeah. these sort of things rather than they're waking up at 40 going, well, I don't have to do that. Maybe it didn't work for me. You know, there's, there's different things that I can be doing. So I love that. Yeah. So when, when these women come to you and they're talking about getting back into their body, being in your body, what are you seeing when they're sort of realizing that they have got this different life they could be living? What are you seeing them do? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of things. I think it depends on how brave the woman is. Mm. So a lot, um, I mean, the women who find me are women who want to really kind of are prepared to shake up and change their lives mm. because to sort of dive into yourself and your purpose, you really radically change the world. And so that means things around you radically shift and change and you have to be comfortable And that's why being in your body is important because it's that safety thing. So if we don't find you a place of safety, you won't do the radical changes you need to do to change the world. And you'll run back to comfort. And that's, you know, comfort. There's nothing wrong with comfort. I eat comfort food. That's why my butt's the size it is right now because we've gone through some major changes. And so we need some comfort. But there's also what challenges us and makes us grow is getting out of those comfort zones but we still need that safety. And so when you can embrace your body and safety, no matter what you go through, you have a safe space to be. And so you can change your life and your world in the directions that you feel called to. And you do it because you can trust yourself to do it. And so if that requires 
ending marriages. It happens if it requires, you know, removing friends that happens. If that also requires you embracing new people, which is always exciting and terrifying, then you do. And, and you challenge yourself. If it requires you packing up your shit and moving to another country, you, you feel the call and you listen and you can do it. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Sasha. it's so wonderful to talk about these sort of waking up for women and that importance of feeling safe in their own bodies and, and, you know, just living that life in a different way. And I think being brave is something that we, we get taught not to do. We do it as children, we're brave then, but we sort of lose that braveness because we get all these different messages coming in at us. So it's wonderful to hear. So, so should if people want to know more about what you do and how to find you, where's the best place for them to contact you? Um, best place is probably my website, which is Sati Tantra. I will spell that for you. It's uh, www.assattitantra.com. There's a lot there, but <laughs> it's there. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, which I love, uh, Sersha Seraphim. And so I'm pretty easy to find there. And those are kind of the main places I'll haunt. Like if you can find me on Facebook, fabulous. But those two places are your best bets to hunt me down. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. Igniters, it's wonderful to hear Sersha talk about the importance of being in your body and finding your purpose. If you want to know more about what Sersha does, go to her website, a-S-A-T-T-I-T-A-N-T-R-A, satitantra.com. For more about bringing balance into your life, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.